Even better than I was the yeah. last time, baby. Ooh, 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 ooh. We back. I'm And we back, 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 and we back. Raps just made me anxious, and that shit made me crazy. Them squares just made me looser, that wax just made me lazy. And I still make this song, and I'ma make another. If you ever actually hit me better. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all points in between, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Outtakes Podcast. I am your host, Tom Hood. And we are listening to Good Ass Intro by Chance the Rapper. Uh, Chance just dropped a new single today. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure I'm going to check it out right after I am done recording this. Uh, Chance is uh, entirely independent. All of his mixtapes so far have been completely free. Um, So I'd highly recommend checking him out. Uh, Acid Rap, the mixtape that this song comes off of, is absolutely wonderful. Um, It's really positive in many ways just carefree fun hip-hop record in a way that i don't know if i've entirely heard before um so i'm a a big fan of chance so before we get into the conversation today which is with my good friend jack about a song of mine that i recorded when i was 17 um i'd like to just introduce the idea behind this this podcast I'll, i'll 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 give you the pitch as it were as i i actually had to pitch it to Jack at one point. The outtakes in question are uh, are things that otherwise would never have seen the light of day. Pretty much the idea of an outtakes reel. And what these things are can really be anything. Uh, for me, a lot of them are music recordings because I, I love to do that. I still like doing that. And uh, for other people, you know, it might be journal entries, uh, poems, uh, as Jack is himself a poet. Um, and, you know, letters even, chats, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we don't want to be very restrictive with what we listen to, with what we analyze. And what we're doing there is, is viewing this document very objectively, viewing the person who, who created it. And how is that different from yourself now? And I, I actually got this idea just by, you know, the simple virtue of just looking back through the documents that I had on my computer. And just uh, just pulling him up and just being being struck by you know that that guy had a very different worldview than I do now and uh, you know trying to trying to understand it trying to put it back together because I think what we can sometimes fall into is is we try to recontextualize our past selves in, in terms of our present self and thus try to make our old selves more mature in our minds than they ever really were and so I don't want to do that I want to view you know, oftentimes my teenage self, warts and all, and uh, and who that person was and how that person is different from who I am now. Um, so this episode is oddly enough focused on me, but I'd really like to uh, reach out to really any anybody uh, who has, a, you know, what they think is an interesting story to tell and an interesting opposition uh, to set up. So that is basically our, our jam. And um, we'd, uh, we'd love to share it with people. Um, we think it's a good idea and, uh, hopefully we have a few interesting things to say. 
Um, so without further ado, let me get into the conversation that I had with Jack and I'll be in at the end for some notes, um, about RSS feed, technical stuff, Let's jump right into it. Okay, cool. Um, so I guess to, to, to start out then, um, Jack, what you drinking? Well, today, Tom, I'm drinking an incredible blend of Arizona iced tea with lemon flavor. And if nothing else, I, I, know, I know this is a quite a popular drink, um, which is kind of against the grain of what we're supposed to be doing with this what are you drinking type deal. But the reason why I picked this in particular is I like that it says with lemon flavor. I think a lot of other beverages would just sit there and be like, oh, it's iced tea with lemon. But, you know, Arizona doesn't doesn't pull any punches and doesn't lie to you. We all know it's just lemon flavor. And it's mostly just corn syrup, if I'm right. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's just corn syrup and starch and disgusting. Ugh. But there you go. I mean, they don't they don't lie because it's 99 cents. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fair enough. Um, so I, I, I went I went a bit more indie, uh, if only if only slightly. Um, what I am drinking is uh, Save the World Breweries uh, Humulus Filius. Uh, so Save the World is a uh, independent brewery out of Marble Falls, Texas. Um, and basically what they aim to do is be a Belgian Trappist brewery. Essentially, like it's that what is a entirely... hum- humulus what? Uh, humulus filius, which means uh, literally like the type the of low... No, no, it, it's Latin. It literally means like the lowly sun, but it, like more likely it's like humble sun. Right, the, hum- the humble hum- sun. Humility. It's a Belgian style pale ale. It's really delicious. Um, I don't remember seeing it out in Virginia or out on the East Coast, so I don't know how far the distribution is. But I'm sure if you live in Texas or Oklahoma, uh, then you probably be able to find it it's really delicious stuff other saison is really good as well well uh, mine's not even alcoholic so you're coming into this buzzed is what i'm getting <laughs> what, he, what he didn't tell you folks is that he's actually taking shots of tequila in between every takes. two seconds <laughs> like <aren't> every, I, <laughs> every time what, every time i yep. shut my trap and jack starts talking i just start just doubting shots down. just constantly it's, i have to be the sober buddy exactly which is really a, a curious role reversal <laughs> Is actually very true. Okay, but so you have the piece of interesting kind of legislature for the day, don't you? You have the literature, as it I were. have the literature. Yes, I do. So, uh, so the way this works with the Outtakes podcast, like we don't want to restrict much in terms of our content, in terms of what we go over. But I think a big thing for me, just because I am a musician, because I love music, a big focus of mine is probably going to be music. Um, even though I don't, I don't want it to be exclusive in any way. But uh, but today we're we're going to start out with a uh, with a track of mine, and I always loved recording. Um, I always loved writing songs. Shortly after I started playing the guitar, I started trying to write songs. These really compositionally inept songs with no uh, like. <laughs> there's no way to really describe I hear I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play one for you but the problem is okay. like being a guitarist now like seven years later it's so hard to like get through how painfully bad <laughs> the riffs were like I was trying to do like these like I guess hardcore punk or just like straight up like rock and roll riffs 
but like they sounded right. so terrible. Whereas mm. now, because I just have a better control of like dynamics and stuff, it'll just sound infinitely better than it's like supposed to. But uh, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and play like an early riff of mine. Uh, so I'll I'll be back in just a second. I'm gonna grab my guitar. You're gonna bring the guitar. All right. Well, this is very intriguing. I'm kind of excited now. <laughs> Ooh. Now try to be. I I know you're such a god now, but try try to be bad. <laughs> All right. It may not be hard as you think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, this would have been played on electric, by the way. And I remember like early, early on, I remember on my little flip phone making a recording of this track and like, I had the audacity to, to like show it to people and like make them listen to it. It was like, why would you ever wish that on someone? Like, even if you were a good guitarist, this sounds like ass. It sounds like you stuck your phone in someone's ass and hit record. Like it's awful. (laughs) Here I'm gonna. All right, so I didn't even know how to do power chords properly. So I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to really. Uh, oh God! Really pull this off. All right. Uh. Are you ready to rock? Let's rock. So that, that was the main riff of what I thought was going to be like very an epic rock song. Very, listen, very, very Nirvana. Very, uh... <laughs> it uh, is literal. All right, you know you know what? Here smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically exactly. just an inversion same, of that. Same smells like Teen Spirit, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no, just No, it was good. All right, but, but the one for today is considerably less that uh this was two years later when i recorded it i wrote it um i think i wrote it in the spring of 2010 um march or april when i was 16 and then uh by the time i got around to recording it it was october of 2010 um so my technical abilities are considerably better at that point and uh, and but what what's really embarrassing about this track is the lyrics, just the lyrical content and what is going on, um, which kind of speaks for itself at some point. But uh, but like when I explain further, I think it will like it actually I can't contextualize it to make it sound better. I can only contextualize it to make it even more embarrassing. Um, well, that's good. That's yeah. kind of what we're aiming for here. <laughs> yeah, essentially. When you were like, give me the worst shit you've ever done. I was like, well, you know. That's what like, I need. That yeah. Terrible, so, terrible shit. So I think I gave you my worst musically just now. But uh, <laughs> here's my worst lyrically and thematically. All right. So, uh, so folks, we're going we're gonna to cut away for a little bit here so that we can, uh, we can sync up and listen to the track together. But uh, if, if, if either of us says something incredibly brilliant or witty, uh, we'll, we'll edit it in there. Deal. Well, there you go. Very here comes the sun. 
Hmm. So I, I'm pretty sure I recorded this with the door open, which is why like there's so much distortion on that main acoustic guitar riff. Basically, is because like it doesn't know what the hell it's supposed to record because there's so much outside noise. It is. I'm like around the key. I'm a little flat. Oh, no. Here we go. I wouldn't. I was lying. Good. <laughs> I'll explain later. to the scale pretty pretty uh tightly yeah not, not a not a lot melodically going on there just kind of moving up and down the scale Yeah. 
So, so now that we're, we're done listening, since this is the uh, introductory podcast, I'll just go over some of the, the sort of ground rules that we've got going. So the way that it works is that after we listen to the piece, um, then the author or, you know, artist or whatever gets to have the floor for a bit to contextualize what we just heard, like what just happened without comment. And like the idea behind this is so that like just for them to save face a little, like to, just to tell yeah. them like, where their head was at. <laughs> Not at all the case here. So yeah, like I said, this was uh, this was recorded in uh, October of 2010, and it was for uh, my f- second ever EP, and I'm putting that in in big finger quotations because <laughs> uh, they were all recorded on like the internal mic on a on a MacBook essentially. Um. So uh, and so that one, it, it's funny listening back to that one because there's so many different like kind of time periods uh, represented on there, as it were, because we go all the way from October 2010 to like July 2011. So that's that's a whole almost a whole year in which, you know, especially at that age, a lot changes. And and certainly my my abilities as as a songwriter, as a singer, as a guitarist, we're definitely changing as well. So um at the same time, it had a pretty good title. I think it still holds up. It's called The Other Side of Sanity. And Ooh. it has some beautiful fucking artwork uh, by my friend Wes Belland, who is this incredible 2D artist. Uh, he also does ceramics, uh, collages. This guy is a beast at all things uh, visual art. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to his, uh, to his uh, online portfolio. But uh, so he designed the uh, cover of the EP for me. He slaved away at it, worked so hard for it. I'm like, man, you know, it's kind of a problem when like the artist for, you know, the, 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 the cover art for your EP worked harder on the art than you did on the entire EP. Like, I'm pretty sure he put more man hours into that than I did, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty sad. So for this song, though, I wrote it when I was 16 Um, and my relationship with this, uh, with this, this girl in question was not actually a relationship at all. Um, in fact, we barely even saw each other. Uh, what we would do, I'm remiss to even fucking talk about this part. What we do is call each other around like 1030 or 11 at night and and chat for like uh you know half an hour to an hour or so and then uh essentially in, in to varying degrees and in various embarrassing ways that I'm not going to divulge uh had essentially phone sex and that was really the extent of our relationship honestly and the real kicker was that like <laughs> 
you know, as as I said, like, you know, we weren't even terribly close as people. We rarely saw each other. So there's no issue of like, go away, get away from me. And you're you're causing me this pain. It didn't like I, I you know, we cut it off at some point because uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> but we cut it off at some point. And it, it wasn't even a thing at all. It wasn't a breakup. How could it possibly be a breakup? But, you know, the, the song is like, you know, in this sort of state, it's a dichotomy between, you know, your your love for this person and how this person is bad for you. And it's like, neither is true <laughs> in this case. And so that like that is what is so embarrassing to me about this track is that it, it is exaggerated. It is disingenuous. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but the lyrics don't really fit the bar very well. Everything's kind of trailing beyond it, which, as you say, might have like a a charming Bob Dylan quality to it if the song wasn't dog shit. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, but at the same time, like, I think there is a real emotion that I had going on there. Like, like there is like some intensity to the track. And I think that like what it is, is feeling of like when I when I finally got around to recording this, uh, it was after a summer where I went away for three weeks to the Virginia Governor's Academy. Uh, You've probably heard of it, Jack Bean, from uh, spent high school in Virginia um, for for Latin. And it was a really good time uh, spent spent that time in Richmond on the VCU campus. And during those three weeks, my best friend at the time, uh, his uh, his parents went through a divorce. And uh, in addition to that, just, just a lot of things changed in those three weeks. And upon coming back, it just felt like there was this rift, this this change in my life that um, I didn't choose, but which had happened nonetheless. And there was this, this disconnect between us and then also just between a lot of other people just in our collective social circle. And so what I, I think was was going on then was that, you know, I, I had affection for these people for sure. And yet, you know, I, I also felt kind of left out a little resentful. And so I, I think there was a desire to kind of just remove myself from that whole, that, that whole scene as it were. And so that's, I think like if there's a legitimate emotion, if there's a true dichotomy going on in this track, that's what it is. But as it stands, um, I think we were, we were talking over it, but um, the bridge is by far the most embarrassing part of this of this song, and it goes something to the effect of now, won't you hate me because I don't love myself? Just let me fuck you because I don't want to make love. Never had sex with this girl. Um, now, won't you hit me because I don't want to be embraced? Drag me to hell decent movie and i'm pretty sure i literally stole the lyric from the title of the movie drag me to hell because i don't belong above and i'm pretty sure that just encapsulates why this song is complete ass so so i've talked for long enough what did you think well kudos for using the word embrace in a song (laughs) uh it just doesn't seem like a word that i've come across in a song very often unless we were looking at like an old christian hymnal (laughs) Oh, embrace me, Jesus, or something. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, okay. As far as, like, a song that I would see and listen to on SoundCloud, far superior to most songs that you would find on SoundCloud. Oh, fuck. Although, but that's just because I have a terrible uh, view of SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud is just a bunch of people being like, I'm an artist. They throw it out there, and you're like, all right, do your thing. But don't think that I don't think it's dog shit, because it is. A few things stuck out to me. <laughs> One, 
Okay, the voice, like, drives me nuts, because you're, you'll be kind of in key, and you'll be doing your thing, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, raucous and edgy, and, like, he's not like every other singer you know, and then and then you get to the chorus, and you're like, oh, dear God, what key is this in? <laughs> I forget at some points, like, where in the song, like, where it's supposed to fit melodically, because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not a note, or, like, that is a note, but it's for, like, a different song. Mm-hmm. As far as the sentiment behind it, I feel really shitty now because it's like such a bad song. But like the sentiment now that you're you're imbibing it with is like quite 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 a powerful one. It's like, oh, I was feeling this rift between the people that matter most to me and myself, and it's like, fuck me because I don't want to be a br- like what? No, and that's exactly Come why on, it's so man. bad. Like, that's exactly why it's so bad is because the feelings rather like like they're it's there in the performance but the words are terrible and they are disingenuous and they're they're not even exaggerated they're just false it's a false song I mean, did you song. ever consider jacking off <laughs> i mean i'm not kidding right like do you think maybe if you had like thrown one out real quick you'd have been like all right now let's write the lyrics <laughs> yeah hold me gently <laughs> <laughs> well no, no i mean it would have been it would have been about something completely different you know, no, I thought I that I thought that that was what was dramatic at the time. You know that you know the the the, the sexual element, mm, as it were. Please, um, right? You know, could be viewed as like a sexual drag me into your pussy, the the, the <laughs> forbidden zone. You know, in a way, like the, <laughs> into that hole that is not allowed. Did you, did you feel like the movie is like the movie is about like body image and eating disorders, which is, is no, no, it's I'm, really I'm about in, like, in that sense. Um, like this, this line, this verse of like, like take me to the the naughty zone. <laughs> like yeah, like, like, that's, burn like me. I said, like but that's not the real emotion that like went into it at all. Like the real emotion was, of course, you know what what I kind of described at length. And so the song would just have a totally different vibe to it, and it would have been a much more uncomfortable and a much more honest uh, song, I think. Right, and that's you know, kind of, kind of the loss, unfortunately, is that like what you're seeing here is a lack of artistic and personal maturity. Cause which is art- a shame, right? Because yeah. in a way you're less embarrassed because of that. I was supposed to fry you today and I didn't get to fry you because the song doesn't give me enough to like work with. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the, the real shame is that it's like, it's lying to everybody else too. It's lying to everyone who listens to this song. And that's the problem with art is that when you when you put it out there, you know, that is, you know, that that's the last thing you want to do. You know, the last thing you want to do is is give people an impression of something and then make them, you know, uh, disappointed with the reality, I think. I uh, although like really what what I kind of stumbled upon was that to me was was telling a story even if it wasn't necessarily my story, because like, I don't think that I've had a very interesting life and I don't, I don't. And I don't think that I've had, you know, a a very interesting experience. And so what I wound up doing was I, I, I sought a style of songwriting in which I could tell stories in which I could tell stories that weren't necessarily my own and thus songs about serial killings and suicide bombers and you know people with brain cancer or stomach cancer i have multiple songs about people with cancer but it's like so like i you know definitely letting out the sort of morbid and macabre um tendency that i have you know which is which is true of myself but also telling a story that i think 
like deserves to be told. Whereas like, I just don't see that much interesting content in the life of, you know, a, a white teenager from Northern Virginia. And you're so white too. Incredibly. So, so. <laughs> so I, I feel like I, I cut you off a little bit. Are there, are there any no, 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 no. Concluding it's remarks like, on a dichotomy. So I would say, um, if anything, uh, this was fun, but there's not as much to like pull because like you said, it was like, it was like a piece where you avoided telling the story you wanted to tell, which I guess was what I asked for. So in a way it's my own fault, but like it was, um, interesting. I think we all do that, though. I mean, come on. When you're younger, like, it's so easy to decide that your troubles aren't grand enough. So you pick, like, the trouble of, like, a movie character or, like, uh, someone you know or the, this, like, kind of, like you said, this dated theme of, like, the sexual entity that you were like, oh, my God, I just want to be, like, the fucker, you know? The one who has the sex but just can't stop. <laughs> it's like it's like Billy Idol. It's like, ugh, rebel yell. More, more, more. More, more, more. <laughs> I've, I've heard various various um, interpretations or explanations of that song. One I heard was that is just a cocktail that he and Mick Jagger really liked. Like one day, like yeah, or one night, like Billy Idol and Mick Jagger were at a party, and there was this cocktail called the Rebel Yell, and like they would turn to each other and be like, more? And you go, more. And they're like, more. Like, so, <laughs> so Billy would say more, more. Mick would go more, and then they'd both go more, and they'd go and get another rebel yell because, like, they loved it and they wound up getting trashed that night. Uh, I mean, the, the, the straightforward really- interpretation is that it's about uh, the, the rebel part is, like, a woman who, I guess, enjoys, like, rape fantasies, essentially. Um, seems to be the, the, the straightforward interpretation. So I, I, am sure a quick, uh, quick Google would, would clear this up, but I kind of like the ambiguity because um, one is kind of silly and one is kind of, uh, terrifying, but like, I feel like Billy Idol kind of always has that sort of like sort of dark and maybe even frightening kind of sexual energy that he, that he brings to his music. So like <laughs> rebel yell, you know, even, even if it is a song about cocktails, at some level, it does become about, you know, risky sex or something. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint in that sense. I'm, 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 I'm oh, well, no. I mean, come on. I asked a, a poor question. And I think in a sense, it wasn't disappointing in the sense that, like, there wasn't a story behind it because you got to tell it. But disappointing because I didn't get to, like, tear it out of you. Because, you know, it's a good story. It's another thing, like, if the story had been, like, you trying to convey that pain of, like, the break between you and your friends in this song. And I could be like, you suck, but I can't. So of course you don't. And, and, and you, you know, very, very, um, I would say uh, more than adequately explained how it felt to have that bridge in, in just verbal format. And I was like, Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. Right. But as it stands, like as, as a song, it's like, this is just, just disingenuous is really the, the, the ultimate like nail in the coffin. I think for, for, for that kind of confessional style over earnest indie rock that I was going for, like saying that it's disingenuous is I think kind of the ultimate, uh, testament to its failure. Okay. So, uh, for now let's do our honorable mentions. Deal. If you would Tom. All right. So you want me to take it? All right. Uh, you take yours and then I will, I will, Oh no, I'll read yours and you read mine. That's what we'll do. What? No, 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 I I need to, I need to explain my honorable mention. No, no, but it's cuter if I read yours. It doesn't quite work. We have to be, we have to be cute. That's the point, Tom. How else are we going to attract an audience? If we're not adorable. We need to be properly cute. All right. Um, I'll let Sarah Koenig know she isn't properly cute. Um, 
So um, my honorable mentions this week, and I have multiple because we're usually supposed to do one. I have six. And the reason being, bitch. the reason being is that it's Halloween week. Right. No, like, we're, it, we're gonna be releasing this. more important than everyone else. That's we're gonna be we're gonna be releasing this on Halloween week. So I have six <laughs> suggestions for horror. Anyone who knows me will know that I am a horror guy. I even wrote and directed a horror movie. Jack starred in it. It's called I Doppelganger. Did. We'll we'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but uh, but these are, are are six of my favorite uh, scary things. Uh, not all of them were movies actually. So the first one is my all-time favorite horror movie. It's a Korean film. It's called A Tale of Two Sisters. It's about two and a half hours long, lengthy psychological drama, but uh, the payoff is unbelievable. And just the filmmaking, the cinematography, the performances, everything comes together into what is truly a legendary movie, I think. Um, My favorite uh, Japanese horror movie, and and all, you know, other than the South Korean Tale of Two Sisters, all my favorite horror movies are, are from Japan. My my favorite Japanese horror movie is Noriko's Dinner Table. Uh, it's a sort of prequel, sequel, spinoff of uh, Suicide Club, which I think a lot of people have heard of. A lot of people have have seen Noriko's Dinner Table is uh, much more intellectual, uh, sort of sort of nebulous and weird, and and it doesn't really get crazy and scary until the climax. But it's well worth it, um, although it is a lengthy three hour runtime. Um, <laughs> a a recent uh, horror trend. Uh, is the found footage uh, genre. I mean, obviously it started, you know, in the nineties with Blair Witch, but I think it, you know, it's, it's more popular than ever. Now, my favorite found footage movie is the Bay. Uh, what's really interesting about this movie is that it, it, it takes a lot of different footage. It's not one shaky camera. It's a lot of different cameras all over, like documenting this cataclysmic event, really brilliant and, and, and inventive, an original uh, movie making. I'm, I mean, big fan. And my favorite American horror movie is, of course, The Exorcist. Um, oh, a combination of psychological yes. horror, uh, just standard, you know, supernatural the characters, horror. The characters. Oh, the main character is so good. Uh, which which would you would you Damien Karras? You would think is the main character. Which one? Yeah, the Father Karras. Yeah. Yeah, Father Karras. Okay. Yeah, Damien Damien Karras is a very interesting character for sure. Um, so yeah, the great, great movie, um, body horror, supernatural horror, uh, psychological horror, all, all really work together really, really well to create a truly terrifying movie. Um, so these next two are not, uh, movies actually. Uh, the first one is a series. Um, a lot of you might know this. This is the series that helped to expand on the lore and popularize the Slenderman meme. Uh, it's Marble Hornets. Uh, YouTube gold. It is a great, great, uh, it is also in the found footage genre, great found footage horror series, um, which really helped to, uh, establish one of my favorite kind of, uh, modern, uh, ghost tales as it were, or monsters. <coughs> and then, uh, finally we have a short film, uh, unedited footage of a bear by Alan Resnick. Um, it originally aired on adult swims infomercials. It is, uh, don't skip it because you can't skip the ad. The whole thing is an ad <laughs> <laughs> for allergy medicine. Exactly. Uh, and it is, it is, it turns truly, truly horrifying. Uh, can't recommend strongly enough. Um, also if you like that, um, Alan Resnick is also the creator of Alan tutorial, which has certain horror themes. Okay. Done. Done. Your honorable mention. <laughs> well, my honorable mention, uh, I have right here. Because I sent it to Tom in preparation for the show. Um, I didn't know about that. Tell me more. 
Let me allow me to. Uh, my honorable mentions are only threefold. Uh, number one, I reread a book recently that I think um, everyone needs to return to in their repertoire. Uh, there's a Wazit in my closet, uh, a classic by Dr. Seuss. Um, hey, I've kind of gotten on this kick to just read like kids from your child or uh, books from your childhood, and um, it's just been awesome going back and kind of seeing the way good writers will will approach childhood or the childhood genre. Um, reading E.B. White and like um, kind of just returning to like what it's what it's like when you're a kid and you like have to work with simple characters and simple themes to press like an important moral or ethical point or like to just tell a full story. And I think a lot of times stories when you're an adult omit these kind of important things like um, just character driven stories or like having fun with with the fact that when you're a kid, everything is wondrous. So uh, when you open your closet and find a wasit there. I hope you will think of me and how you can see your, your entire life with new eyes and, and kind of enjoy uh, the little wonders that surround you. The other thing is uh, Ben Howard, all of his music, all of the time. Uh, I listen to this guy all the time anyway, but uh, the more that I listen, the more I get sucked in. He's got this kind of quiet, um, sympathetic voice, and you just want to sit down with the guy and like have a beer and talk about how life can be strenuous. So, you know, if you enjoy Kind of that indie folksy type deal. He does it well. Ben Howard. Does he have? I, I, I want to say there's a there's an album cover where it's like there he's it's like underwater looking up. Definitely. Like yeah. Okay. I think it's every kingdom. Every kingdom. He's like underwater. Yeah, like I remember. I remember you playing that song one time in my apartment. Yeah, it was beautiful. He's a very sweet singer. And then um, my third one I thought was very clever was the goddamn chance to spend some time alone. Because I don't know if you ever have one of those weeks, but I was just surrounded by people all of the fucking time. And while Tom is definitely more of an introvert than I, I it, it took its toll. And I just remembered how much I hated the human race. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and just collapse. And I did. I got to leave everything behind for a good two hours, drink some tea. Play some Hearthstone. Tell no one, but I did. It happened, and um, I just kind of got some time to myself. So it was cool. Excellent. Well, all right. So uh, this is the breaking point where uh, we're going to finish episode one, our inaugural episode into the Outtakes podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jack. Oh, this is what. And that is it. That was my conversation with Jack. And, uh, you know, something just listening back and, and editing this podcast, something I really appreciated and something I, I don't always give him credit for is just he's a very intent listener. Um, just listening back and hearing me go on these really long speeches uh, at, at great length. And he never he rarely interrupts at all, really. And um really always has something very related to what I just said when he comes back with the conversation point, which I feel like is a rare quality in a lot of people. A lot of people just sort of politely wait for you to finish talking and then go on with whatever thought they had, but it's not actually related to anything that you just said. So our intro song and outro song today was a good-ass intro by Chance the Rapper once again, and I picked this song because I wanted this to be a good ass intro. I was hoping that it would, you know, give us give us some energy, as it were. 
I think we have fulfilled that promise. Uh, everything's pretty much on me as far as this goes. Just some technical issues. And uh, I guarantee uh, future podcasts will have uh, better sound quality. Uh, just a couple corrections that I had. Um, first of all, we misused a couple words. Um, I specifically misused the word remiss. Um, I think I just kind of meant it to mean I'm reluctant uh, when I was I was talking about the uh, the background to the song, and uh, in addition to that, uh, Jack misused the word imbibe. Um, I think he meant imbued, which I think a lot of people actually get those mixed up. But imbibe just means to drink, um, usually in the context of like liquor. Um, so that was a funny kind of misstep. I think the only reason why I know that is because of a Monty Python sketch in which the jury has to communicate their verdict b via like charades game. And so there's a guy like miming drinking to uh, say tea because first you did, of course, fish lungs, gill, tea. Um, and uh, and as they're all throwing out guesses, somebody yells imbibe. And I think that's the only reason why I know that word at all. And I think those are our only uh, linguistic mishaps, as it were. I was an English major, if you can tell. Um, and then just a not really a correction so much as a uh, a clearing up. I kind of said that Billy Idol in all of his work has like a dark sexual energy to everything. And obviously this is the guy who wrote um, Dancing With Myself, which is hardly dark. I was I was more thinking, you know, White Wedding era uh, Billy Idol. Although, I mean, ironically enough, Dancing With Myself is pretty much confirmed to be about masturbation. So there's, uh, there's that much. And then uh, just bear with me for a second. I got a couple things to plug. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Parabola1236. You can also find my other SoundCloud account, Parabola, uh, capital P and capital A. The last A is also capital because the regular spelling was taken. I just released a new single um, on Monday, so uh, I'll also link to that in the show notes as well as the short film that Jack and I did a few months back, Doppelganger. That'll be in the show notes as well. My friend Wes Belland will be up there and... Uh, also, Chance the Rapper, of course. Um, as for Jack, uh, he doesn't have a Twitter account, and uh, you don't friend him on Facebook. Fuck you. You can't. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to you. Um, but in all honesty, um, the best way to contact us with uh, questions um, or suggestions is our email account, outtakespodcast at gmail.com. I'll be sure to check that regularly once this goes live. And uh, if you have a piece to submit for the podcast, uh, to be on the podcast, uh, we will take those suggestions. Uh, just email outtakespodcast at gmail.com, uh, preferably with the attachment, uh, if it is, you know, something that can be attached. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it because, uh, yeah, this this show is for everyone. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an open source kind of project. And I'm looking forward to uh, to to spreading the word. Other than that, I hope you all enjoyed it, and uh, this is going up on SoundCloud tonight. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday, um, and then once we get the RSS feed up and running, uh, we should get it out on iTunes. I'm looking to do that hopefully by Friday, and I'll announce that uh, when, if and when it happens. Um, until then, uh, we are scheduled to be on next week, next Wednesday, uh, so look forward to that, and thanks for listening. Bye.